0: Hello, dear friends. Happiest of Thursdays. Thanks for tuning into the Yoga Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. I'm a longtime yoga teacher, a self care coach. I'm an astrologer and a soon to be mama of three little girls. Friends, I know there's been a good amount of extra pregnancy content lately on the show. (laughs) And if you're not in the childbearing stage or that's just not part of your plan, thanks for your patience. This is just my full life as it is right now, pregnancy and postpartum self-care. So maybe file away any of these tips and tricks for your future. But I just wanted to share something really awesome that I experienced recently as I'm prepping for postpartum. So in the past, postpartum hasn't been something I've really thought about a whole lot. Um, My two girls are super close in age. They're like less than two years apart. So it was fast and furious with my second. And actually the postpartum process with my first daughter, Lily, was really my like awakening to the importance of self-care. That was when I learned that if I don't take care of myself, if I don't prioritize my own well-being, there is no way that I can show up for other people, children, my partner, my work. And so it really was one of the catalysts to starting this work. Then ultimately my daughter Rory came and she was this amazing spiritual awakening for me. And now it feels like it's coming full circle because I'm so focused on this process of healing and of moving through the portal of birth and postpartum in order to be stronger, more resilient, more experienced for for you, for the listeners, for my clients, so that I can give you some really tangible examples. So Yesterday, I sat down with a postpartum herbalist. I'd found her through um, the connections at Minneapolis Integrative Medicine Center, who I love, who I've worked with forever. And they had suggested her as someone to connect with regarding just postpartum herbs, self-care, all of it. Anyways, her name is Amanda, and her brand is called Tree Mama Herbals. And so we sat down for an hour together, and we chatted All things, postpartum self-care, nourishment of the body, healing, expected times when things get really tough, we get kind of weepy. We talked about, you know, supply, milk supply, all of these awesome topics that, you know, I kind of breeze over in the past. I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. I'm just healing and, you know raising a brand new child at the same time. So it felt so fun to sit down with her. She gave me a plan and now she is putting together my herbs and tinctures and all like these amazing good elixirs for when baby comes so that I am be able to heal and rest properly and bounce back in a stronger, more fulfilled way. So I'm going to have her on the show, but I wanted to just share, you know, that postpartum planning, man, oof, that is the vibe. (laughs) It is the vibe. Pregnancy is tough and you can't control a lot. So it's like, well, you know, right now I'm doing things that I can do to get through the days, doing my meditation, moving, trying to squeeze in sleep, but my eyes on the prize of that postpartum fourth trimester process. Some other things that I'm doing to prepare for postpartum is that I'm setting up a sleep schedule (laughs) as much as you can, just a plan for sleep that like on certain nights my partner will help out and there'll be, you know, just like those first two weeks are all about rest, basically like stay in bed completely. I hired a postpartum doula, which I'm also going to do another episode on This is somebody who comes in and helps around the house. I specifically have someone coming in two nights a week to help with baby so that I can sleep. I've never done this before. Frankly, we couldn't have afforded it in the past. And now, you know, this is something that I'm really like saving up my money is investing in because it's something that I think is really important. Some more to come on that. I'm starting to prep food, getting some broths ready, lots of soups, freezing, things like that, um, and planning ahead for things that can go wrong, like getting mastitis. That's something that comes up really regularly. It's a of the breast ducts and, and some homeopathic and like more natural remedies ready to go in the event that comes up so that I don't have to reach for antibiotics also a maternity leave plan for the for the show. Don't worry, friends. We're going to have episodes coming throughout my maternity leave. Um, but I really want to set up this this leave as an opportunity to work if I want to, but also don't feel obligated to have it set up in this really streamlined way. So that's my life right now, preparing for postpartum. I might have to do a solo episode on this, just for those of you that are in this stage of life and really want to prioritize your well-being, because I—it's a—it is a vibe, everybody. Postpartum and just what you can do to heal is so key. It sets you up for, gosh, I, in my opinion, like the next ten years. <laughs> Maybe that's a little dramatic. The last, you know, the last recovery process took almost four years for me to get back to myself. And then I was pregnant again. (laughs) So the more that I can get ahead of it, the better. All right. Enough about pregnancy, postpartum. I have a very dear friend today, Sarah Leverett, back on the podcast. Sarah is the creatrix of intuitive empowerment, where she guides you back to the power of your intuition through hypnosis, readings, and one-on-one mentorship. She's a teacher, a speaker, a writer who loves to explore the intersection of spirituality and practicality. And today we're talking about animal messengers and how to work with them. So if you've been listening to Yoga Magic for a while, I've had a few guests on the show, speaking to spirit messengers, specifically episode 111 with Amy Dempster. She was speaking to earth spirits and that connection to nature. Also episode 106 with author Jamila Jemuja sharing about the seven types of spirit guides. And I mentioned this in my conversation with Sarah today, but what's so cool is that, you know, I've had a few different teachers on spirit messengers and spirit guides, and the information has been really consistent you know, how these show up, how we can work with them. And today we're getting into specifically animal messengers, how they show up for us, how we can work with them. In this episode, we talk about my a specific vision of something I'm seeing in, is bees and having Sarah's interpretation on that. We talk about following your spiritual and your cultural roots to understand your own personal self-care, spiritual self-care. And we talk about human design. It's just a whole gamut of really cool information today. I mentioned this on the show last week, but I'm so excited to be teaming up with Sarah to offer joint astrology and human design readings. So if you didn't know, human design is a tool that's made up of a number of different modalities, and astrology is actually one of them. So in a joint reading, Sarah speaks to your human design energy type, how to work with your energy, and then I tie that back specifically to your birth chart, your routines, and who you are cosmically. It's really cool. If you want to do a reading, we've opened up our books on Wednesday afternoons for or these hour-long Zoom readings, basically until baby comes in late June, and yeah, more information on the show notes. And then one last announcement: announcement. If you want to dive a little deeper into spirit messengers, Sarah and I are doing a joint event together on Wednesday, May 18th at 7 p.m. Central. These are really intimate gatherings, and you can bring any specific questions you have. This topic is going to be spirit messengers. Maybe you've been seeing an animal messenger and another type of spirit connection. You want to know what that means come on over to this event grab your tickets in the show notes would love to see you on the screen thanks to Sarah for being such a friend of the show a friend of mine if you enjoy this episode share it with a pal that might want to get in touch with their animal messengers and of course follow us on instagram at yoga magic podcast let's get to this conversation with Sarah Leverett welcome Dear Sarah, my friend who I get to talk to a lot, but you listeners don't get to hear from all that often. And today we're going to learn so many cool things specifically about animal messengers, but Sarah, what's new? It's second time on the show. You were just talking, like when you first were on here, you were just starting your business and so much has happened since then. How are you?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I am doing Really well. Yeah, I think I was even living in a different city at the time. So a lot has changed. Um, Yeah, you were my first ever podcast. And I uh, was a a baby hypnotist and (laughs) uh, working in, uh, you know, the space of intuition, but absolutely things have grown and evolved. And um, yeah, I'm just feeling the energy of spring and rebirth and new beginnings. So this is just a really great time for this conversation.
0: I agree. I agree. It does feel this little air. I mean, spring will have sprung, but I mean we're right on the cusp of it right now. And I don't know, shifts are just so key. They keep us going for for better and worse, right? There's times when we want to come inward and there's times where we're like, let's. Spark this fire a little bit. I'm curious, you know, you, so I've actually had a number of listeners message me and say that they've gotten like human design readings from you. You've been doing some newer things um, in addition to hypnotism. I don't know if that's how I should say it or not. (laughs) In addition to hypnotherapy. Um, Can you talk about some of those?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I uh, I have started using human design, um, especially in my mentorship capacity. Um, like I really love starting um, anyone that I'm working with one-on-one with a, an understanding of their human design chart, because I just find it to be um, so practical. Like I think that when someone walks away from a human design reading, they have like a couple of things that they can start immediately experimenting with and trying Um, and yeah i'm also just offering uh basic human design readings um i consider myself uh, a student of human design Um, i personally have been experimenting with human design um for a while now um i actually first heard of human design through one of your guests on the show um lauren armstrong oh yeah yeah, I remember like she's a fellow projector and I just remember like boo-hooing and crying because it was like this weight off of my shoulders when I found out that I was a projector. So I just like to share that with other people because I find that it can be um, really, really good to just affirm things you already know about yourself but it's like now all of a sudden you have like language and something you can point to that almost like validates your intuition and what you knew to be true about yourself.
0: Mm. That, that feeling of release when you see your chart for the first time, or you learn about your human design. Oh man. I think it makes me, I just, I feel for people that haven't been able to experience, like, I just want to go and, you know, grab the moms at the pickup from daycare and be like, Hey, do you want to look at your charts? But it doesn't really work like that.
1: I know like anybody who is willing to hear me talk about human design or share that conversation with me about that. Like, yeah, it's one of my favorite things. Um, But yeah, outside of human design, uh, definitely built out more mentorship opportunities around um, building your intuition specifically for projectors who are looking for support Um, I've built out a lot of shadow work offerings as well, um, in my hypnosis, um, in particular, and then, um, working with animal messengers, which has always been an undertone of what I do, but now I feel like I'm fully stepping into that. Uh, so I'm really excited to chat about animal messengers here with you
0: today. Oh my gosh, me too. We, I was telling you before we hopped on this, that I was mentioning to some, to friends in, in Gina's membership that we're going to talk about animal messages. And they were like, yes, because it's something that I, I think we, we realize is in our consciousness. Like we've had some sort of experience with animal messengers. I know I have, and all I can do at this point is like, Google, what does this mean? <laughs> like, why am I dreaming of bees? <laughs> Which I told you about. So can you talk a little bit right away about animal messengers and just where do you, where did you start working with them and you know how how does you even you even connect with them to start? Yeah, so it's one of
1: um one of these things where I can point to one particular time in my life where animal messengers, I guess, kind of awakened for me and my understanding of them. But then when I look back over my life, I can like point to like, oh, when I was a kid, this animal messenger was really important. Oh, when I was an adolescent, like this was a really important animal messenger. So it's interesting because I would have never considered myself an animal person, you know? Like I grew up around horses and I had a dog and I I loved my own pets, but I never really considered myself this like animal person. and it wasn't until um, right after um, uh, my partner, Zach, at the time passed away that first and foremost, he started communicating with me through pandas mm-hmm. and not just me, but like his family, his friends, like everybody were, was getting these like panda images, panda messages, all of these synchronicities around pandas. And right at that same time, I got my first Oracle deck and just by chance, it was an animal deck and I um, I love the artwork. I love the colors. Um, it's called the animal allies deck by Jessica Swift and immediately started practicing with these. And like this deck in particular is where I started building my intuition muscles um so foundational to where i'm at now is this like this animal energy um and then eventually through hypnosis i met my spirit guides for the first time and they all introduced themselves as animals um not only that but they gave me a sense of my higher self as animals man it has just become a part of my work on such a deep level First personally, and then now my, the animal messengers, they show up, you know, through actual animals, right? That you just like happen upon the squirrel, but then that squirrel really, really stood out to you, you know, through dreams, through imagery, signs and synchronicities, through now uh, outside of like using animal cards. Also, when I read for people, sometimes I can pick up on an animal messenger in their energy field. Out mm. about them. But I think the reason why they're so impactful is because they, they share Mother Earth with us, right? Like, they are an elemental energy, right? Like they're here, they know how to um, work with the land and the sky and the water and the fire, and they just like really understand what it means to live peacefully in sync with nature on this 3D reality that we're sharing right, and I think that makes them um, so wise, and I think that it, it means that they have so much to teach us about living here, being on this earth, and um, doing it in a way that's deeply connected with nature. Um, so I think that's why it's so impactful. And I think that that's why so many people have experience with animal messengers, because we are deeply, deeply connected. Like we're both a part of nature and mother earth.
0: Mm, that's really beautiful. I hadn't thought of it like that there. I'm, it's making me think. So a while back I did an episode with Jamile Jemunja who wrote the book, um, the seven types of spirit guides. And she specifically talked about animal messengers being one of those. And it, what she had said is that like, it's not like one animal, right? It's not like my dog Penny who passed away. It's like dogs as a collective as like a, a larger unit. Is that consistent with how you view it?
1: That is, but that is how I particularly work with animal energy. Okay. Yes. I think okay. that there are absolutely, uh, mediums, psychics, uh, intuitives that can connect to one particular animal that is not necessarily how i work with it um, i definitely see it as like the collective of horse energy or the collective of squirrel energy or the collective of hawk energy and i will also add it's a bit different though in my relationship with my own spirit guides because now it's like okay for example, one of my spirit guides, Julius, like he presents himself as Hawk energy, which does feel like, like collective Hawk, but in particular, because I've built such a strong relationship with him, I see him as like an individualized representation. <laughs> does that make no, sense? No, it like totally does. <laughs> energy, but I have a particular relationship with him. So
0: that makes sense. I mean, and all like, none of this really like We try to put words to a lot of these things, even these ideas, and it just doesn't, like, we can't, right? These are so much bigger than, like, our earthly experience, but that helps. Okay, so then how, what, for those of us that are not necessarily, like, super in tune with our animal messengers, but we're wanting to know a little bit more, like, what is it that we... First of all, how do they show up? How are they presenting to us? And maybe why, like, what are they telling us or what's the purpose of them being all of a sudden in our consciousness?
1: Yeah, I think it's similarly to what we've talked about just with intuition in general, right? The same way that when you're going about life and a number catches your eye on a license plate or a billboard or whatever, and it's that instant like, ooh, that, that means something to me. That's the same way that I first started working with animal messengers, right? So I'm doing my thing and all of a sudden, like this panda is really sticking out to me and I have a choice in that moment. OK, that's my intuition. Let me drop into my body. What is this panda energy? Um, what does this mean for me? What's the message here? Or I see the panda. I get the ping and I just kind of choose to ignore it in that moment. Right. Um I think it's as simple as like stopping paying attention dropping into your body what's the message here um and then eventually like yeah I think meditation is a really beautiful way to just feel into what um what that message might be so if you don't have time in the moment when an animal catches your um eye and this can literally be an animal right Like you can just be driving and see an animal on the side of the road that sticks out to you, or this could literally be like an image of that animal, or, um, you're watching a movie and like an animal sticks out there. It doesn't necessarily have to be this like physical animal in front of you. Just asking curiosity, right? Like asking questions, like what does this animal make me feel? What does this animal bring to mind? What do I know about this animal? Close your eyes. Just visualize yourself with this animal. I think it's the same way that we develop any intuitive muscle. You just have to be willing to set some intention around it, to drop into it, um, just give it some awareness. Yeah, and I think it's a really beautiful way to not only connect to the wisdom inside of yourself, but also spiritual wisdom as well. Because I think a lot of times our loved ones on the other side send animal messengers Mm -hmm. um, feel really peaceful and hopeful but I think it's like acknowledge it and trust it when you get that feeling like ooh, that feels important for me um and just explore it with curiosity you know I think it's like building a relationship with a new friend like if an animal is really recurring and sticking out to you just you know give it some attention
0: Hmm it's so true and again like this is it's so consistent like having the privilege of being able to talk to a lot of people about these types of things like I'm thinking specifically of the episode you did with Amy Goodwin about like earth energies and working with just messengers in general she she kind of said like when a tree is calling to you like you want to go and like spend some time with it and, and then like in our world <laughs> in our very like I don't know, straightforward sort of Capricorn-y world that would that would you would be judged for that, but like who flipping cares? It's a matter of just like going with that, trusting that. So I I, I prepped you on this, and we've talked about this a little bit with our friends about like this this B that I keep visualizing, and and I want to know like how you would or I would you would you would suggest somebody kind of go about figuring out what to do next. So major backup when I did a past life regression. It was the life between lives type with our friend, Gina Seval, who has a show called past lives in the divine. Everyone check it out. Sarah and I are on it regularly, but there was this bee that was kind of like my little guide. And it was like a bee in a spacesuit. I don't know. It was cool. <laughs> and this little bee is like taking me from Basically, like bringing me in between these lives, and it brought me to this like planet. I know if you're just tuning in for the first time, everyone. You're like, what is happening? This is this is where we live. This is a very like wild space. But I like the little bee was. I just remember being like, wow, this is so helpful. Like, thank you for bringing me on this journey. This was a year ago. This was right before I miscarried our twins, and like it was this this really that particular journey, hypnotic journey basically prepped me. Like all of my guides were like, okay, Ashley, you're going to go through something really tough. And we're here, we're here with you. And this little bee was there the whole time. Okay. Fast forward in all of my meditations and in like, I've done some baby spirit babies work, like connecting with the baby that I'm now carrying. I see bees again. And like, I, I love the idea. And what I've read about bees is that it's, it's kind of this idea of community, but I'm not sure exactly. That's what it's telling me the, this, this animal messenger. So do you have any thoughts on like this experience that I'm explaining right now? <laughs> it's your intuitive guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have some thoughts and some pings around this for sure. Um, but to start with like, okay, this is happening. Maybe you don't necessarily want to go for a reading and you just kind of want to explore this yourself. So um I would start by you know getting into a bit of that meditative space and just start tuning in to your senses All right. Okay, I feel this the energy near me. You know, like immediately when it's near me, what do I feel? And I heard the word helpful" on your end. So that is that feels like a, you know, like you said like a guide energy. Um, I would tap into, okay, if I'm listening, like, what do I hear when I'm around this bee? And like, really, maybe it's a buzz or maybe it's not. And maybe you hear water nearby, whatever it is that you hear, like, pay attention to that um, what do I know about bees? And like, big trust. The first thing that comes to your mind when you're thinking about this, uh, bee energy, visualize the bee, like, are they moving? Are they more still? Or do they bring you more in like indoor spaces, outdoor spaces, just really explore that, uh, you know, maybe even get your journal out. And like, I found that to be like a really lovely way to move it from the mind into something physical, Um, so that's what I would suggest as far as getting to know this bee energy. Um, I mean, I do it all the time, right? i pick up a book, read about bees, Google bees, but at the same time, like that can only take you so far. Right. You really have to feel into it yourself and what it means. So I'll say that. And then just as an intuitive, are you interested in like what came through with this bee energy with me thinking about it?
0: Oh, obvious. Yes, please. (laughs)
1: So the first word when I dropped in to be energy around you that came to mind is harmony, um, which I do think that that's in line with what you're saying with this community aspect. But what I kind of feel into that is like, OK, um, this is a new energy coming into the physical realm um, with this pregnancy and like almost like this. This like completed circle feeling of like, okay, when this new energy steps in here, like this level of harmony within the family, within your like community as a family unit, almost like, of course, it's, you know, already whole and perfect and lovely, but like, it's almost like another level of harmony coming in with your family, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then it made me think of like the reason why we just named our uh, our new kitten Chamomile was around this same thought of like we are already this lovely beautiful family unit but we're bringing in chamomile as like a soothing element a like a really lovely peaceful harmonious feeling and that's kind of the same feeling i got thinking about this beat of like this new piece of a puzzle that's gonna like really bring this like the family unit even tighter in this level of harmony so that's what i get from the actual we energy but i think when animal messengers come across sometimes it's more about like you as the individual working with the energy so almost like okay what's the message for you actually like around this B. um and then i got this image of um like this busy bee energy uh, and i have never been a mother myself but i can imagine like getting things ready right like what like welcoming this new energy in can feel like that busy bee energy and i think it's this message around like okay how can I like find some stillness? How can I tap into this harmony and this peace that's coming my way instead of feeling like the to-do list is so long and things have to be checked. Um And then finally, when I thought about this bee energy, I think of like the ultimate matriarch energy, this like queen bee the energy. The queen bee, yes. yes. Which makes me think about for you, like as this beautiful cancer being like this ultimate I've heard you call it before like mama bear energy I almost feel it as like another layer of affirmation that with this new little bee coming in because she's also going to be a cancer son right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. almost like this another layer of like how important that mama bear energy is for you and how important it's going to be for this new energy coming in as well and just trusting that gift instead of overthinking it um, just really like rooting down that that's just who you are instead mm. of like logicking your way through this new energy coming in. Mm. Um, yeah. How much of that resonates with
0: you? Oh my gosh. Like goosebumps. I'm <laughs> I'm wearing a sweatshirt, but I'm like chilly now. <laughs> that's so cool. No. And it's, it's so funny because this particular baby and this experience grew out of a place of sheer joy. I mean, like In the like, very much you, you and I said, Sarah. We were on that retreat, and I said to you, I like in meditation. I'm like, I feel so good. I've decided that we're done having kids, and like we're gonna move on to this next stage of life. And then you texted me a couple weeks later, and I'm like, surprise, we're just kidding, we're pregnant again. Like I feel like this was something that came from a place of surrender and joy, and like was not necessarily in the like the to do list, right? It was not, and it's for sure completing me and our family unit. I feel that very much so. And like, just the fact that she's going to be a cancer, it's just, uh another fellow little witchy human to get to move through this life together. That so resonates. Thanks for going down that personal deep dive because I've been super curious to know more. So yeah. if somebody was like experiencing an animal messenger, could they? could they reach out to you and get some guidance? Like how would you, would you suggest that they do a reading or like how would they navigate that?
1: Yeah. So there's a couple of, of ways that I could work with animal messengers with a client. Uh, I guess the most exciting Way is if you're not so set on like one particular animal messenger, I have a digital um, offering, a reading via email where you just shoot over like a topic or a question and I sit in meditation, see what animal messenger comes through, channel the message, and also give some self-study resources to go along with that. Um, so that's what I would suggest if you don't have like one particular animal messenger in mind. Otherwise, I would say, um, like, a one-on-one just intuitive mentorship session could be great. And we could go into that session with, like, okay, I have been visited by this uh, goldfish energy, and I want to work through my intuition with this. Like, what are the messages? What are the things? Um, And we could work together to kind of parse through that. and then, yeah, I still have my animal deck too, my animal oracle deck. So if someone was interested in like animals through cards, you know, we could do an intuitive card reading, my mentorship clients, a lot of the time we end up, you know, really working through animal messengers, my hypnosis clients, see animal messengers and hypnosis. So honestly, there's a million ways that we could work with it. Um, but I guess it just depends on what exactly it is you're looking for.
0: Are there common animals that people see or like that you come into contact with or like that, that have really consistent messaging? And maybe that's based on what's happening in the collective right now. Like, are you seeing any trends in animals?
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of the times the through line is the elements right Mm. and so like with bird energy right so like you can have hawk energy collectively but then you can have bird energy collectively right and then it's like with a lot of birds are showing up this like air element and like the mind and intellect and like this bird's eye view of like perspective and being watched by this divine force and like being guided versus um, someone who is seeing like different versions of fish right like I see people that like get salmon messages a lot um, and like that water energy and what can we learn about our feelings and moving through things and not absorbing things. And you know, like if you're seeing a lot of like bears and deer and things on the earth plane, like so that's kind of where I see more of the through line is like the messages usually in some sense relate to the element involved.
0: Okay, okay, and that's for the person or that's for like the collect it's hard. I guess that's sort of a hard question to ask as far as like the collective goes, but so you generally tie an animal energy to an element.
1: Um, not always logically, but I think the messaging, if I were to reflect back, usually does. But what I'll also say actually is, um, I think with all intuitive work, it's like your association with that animal, right? So if I'm working with someone and I see um, an energy around them, it's gonna be more about like my association with that animal. Um, and I'll share this example because Gina has shared it on her podcast. Um, I, I have seen before flamingo energy around Gina, right? And I have talked through this with her. And at first there was not an immediate resonance around like, what does this mean? Like, how can she apply this to her life? But what I was seeing with this flamingo energy (laughs) is like this like really cool uncle energy where like they stand (laughs) out and they wear like tropical vacation shirts, but like ironically. And it's like they stand out and they're quirky and they're unique. Like that's what I associate with a flamingo. Right. And then come to find out via hypnosis, a lot of that was coming through from her spirit guides, but she didn't necessarily associate all those things with flamingo energy, right? The message came through in a different way, but like the flamingo was more about what I associated with the flamingo. So for you, actually, like you might have a third differing opinion about flamingo energy. And I think that's why it's so important for people to do their own intuitive work around this. Like a reader can only go so far with you before you have to really tap into your own gifts around it. And um kind of explore your own association with these animals, because that's how our intuition works. It's like through our own symbology and our own language internally around these things.
0: Yeah, no, that makes total sense. When you said flamingo for Gina, I think of her Leo North node, like how, you know, like that's, like you said, like a tropical shirt. (laughs) like, hello, I'm here, but that's something she's working towards. That's so cool. And yeah, I mean, our, our conditioning and our life experiences and our language and our charts and all of this really shape how we interpret those things so that it's pretty, it's pretty nuanced, but I don't know, somehow it all works together. It really does. It really does click, especially, you know, when you're, the more you learn about it, right? How does this interweave with, animal messengers work in with the elements. How does this work with the chart? How does this work with human design? Like it all does play out together. And I don't even know. I have no words for how it does that. <laughs> I totally agree.
1: Yeah.
0: So what are you, we're going to talk, we are going to talk just a little bit about human design as well. Cause you and I are going to do some fun work together, but outside of, you know, sort of the animal messenger work that you're doing, what are you learning about or practicing in the self-care intuitive space right now that you think is really cool, something that perhaps the listeners haven't heard about, or maybe it's just a super simple practice that you're loving right now.
1: Mm, Yeah, a couple things are coming to mind. So the first thing I want to mention is this path that I'm on um, with following my ancestry back to like the roots of spirituality for me. And I've kind of followed these signs and synchronicities all the way to um Celtic spirituality. That's where mm-hmm. I am now. And it has been over a decade since I have wanted to like on some level commit to a path. You know, like when I left Christianity as a teenager You know, like I didn't necessarily know if I would ever want to find like a a path again. Like I have just been really broadly exploring so many different things about spirituality versus now I feel like I'm kind of honing in on my ancestry as my path and feeling very connected with um, with Celtic spirituality. So in the way that I'm going about it is very much from like an embodiment standpoint, um, which my mentor Jen, uh, the Celtic school of embodiment is perfect for this because she wrote it down and like, okay, all of these beautiful goddesses in the Celtic um, space, all of these different symbols, how do you feel it in your body? How do you work with it in your body? And so this is bringing me back to a lot of beautiful grounding practices, Um, like even just amping up my skincare routine as a grounding practice. Mm. Um, This is bringing me to a lot of movement practice, like allowing these goddesses to be kind of channeled through movement. Um, It's bringing me back to the study of elements and getting really um, familiar with how those elements show up for me it's even having me ask questions. I mean, I even just asked you right about my birth chart and how the elements are showing up in my birth chart, because I just really am feeling this call to, um, connecting with mother earth and her energy right now.
0: Cool. Yeah. That like that ping to dive into your ancestry and your, your culture. And that's, you know, obviously culture appropriation is something that we as as healers as practitioners always want to keep in mind right is like where is this coming from is this of my lineage and if it's not like should i be practicing it so you really following your own lineage is so cool i my family is italian um and so the area of spirituality that really intrigues me and, and i'm sort of on this like beginning journey of this so maybe when we chat the next time we can dive in is this sort of like mysticism, mystical Christianity, like that version of Christianity that really is of, you know, a universal thought. I mean, it's like kind of a combination of all the things that we talk about and it's still rooted in like Christ consciousness. And so, but I love that because that's, you know, that's where my lineage is, is in Italy. And we thinking about Catholicism, like where, there's so much history there and like all these different paths. So it's not only is it like Almost like validating in a way, kind of like, when you are looking at your birth chart, it's validating of like, this is, this is where my soul is living. This, this version of Ashley, this version of Sarah had this life experience and this lineage. And that's why we're being drawn here. So cool. If somebody was wanting to like start, I mean, how do they, how would they look into their, is it just like, talk to your family and be like, what's your lineage? And like, I don't know. Sometimes (laughs) there's like family issues with that. What do you think?
1: yeah so for me in particular i started with one of these like dna tests like the ancestry.com and i kept going back and back and back until i found something pre-christian and the majority of my uh, ancestors were um, from ireland scotland and england and every single one of those spaces that i found uh, roots in were all celtic nations at one point so for me the word pagan had come up so many times and there was never any soul resonance and it wasn't until I came across this idea of being Celtic that all of a sudden the universe started reflecting that back to me and of course like Celtic falls under the pagan umbrella but it was just something about me needing to find the word Celtic for the universe to start reflecting that back to me. And then just like anything else, it's like these breadcrumbs and these spirals and you just kind of like feel your way through them, but totally. Yeah. Like if an ancestry or DNA test isn't accessible to you. Yeah. Like if asking questions is accessible, maybe go that route, you know, and I think I've said this before in, in different spaces that like, At the end of the day, all of our indigenous roots were so deeply connected to Mother Earth. Like, no matter what part of the planet you begin studying and tracing back, at one point, every single piece of that was connected to Mother Earth, her elements, and the spirituality that is just innate in living and being here. So if all other paths of tracing this back, Um, those don't resonate maybe just starting to work with mother earth will resonate
0: and go Mm. from there that's really good advice it's our it's our earth school right (laughs) she's this experience oh my gosh so cool Sarah thank you okay I want to talk a little bit about human design and and your path to studying it a little bit more, what you're loving about it. Um, and before you do friends, I'm so excited to announce that Sarah and I are doing joint human design and astrology reading. So if you're somebody who's like, I kind of know a little bit about astrology. I know nothing about human design or vice versa. Or if you're just like, this would be so cool to see how they tie together. We're doing hour-long readings on Mondays. um, And we'll just, yeah, open it up because it's been really fun. We've been testing on our friends and they're wild and so fun. So what is it that you love about human design, Sarah, kind of getting you more interested in this?
1: Yeah, so before I jump all the way into that question, because we're kind of like in the space of talking about cultural appropriation, I do want to start by saying transparently, that like a couple of major pillars of human design are from like the Kabbalah and that tradition and the I Ching and that tradition. So I want to start by saying that like, I have not done the due diligence of really digging into those two places. And that's something that I see as a growth area for me. Uh, And I do want to be transparent that like these are two culturally rooted ancient practices that have now gotten this new age spin. So I do want to say that I do want to say that like that is definitely on my radar. And I am really interested in manifesting teachers in these spaces of like the Kabbalah and the I Ching. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, human design, it just is the most practical thing that I have found in understanding my energy, my aura how um, it all works out for me, decision making um, ideas. And I love that it's meant to just be an experiment. Like it is not this like big T truth. Now you have your chart, this is who you are. It's really meant to be like, okay, This is hypothetically how you were designed, how much of this resonates with you, and now if it does resonate with you, here are some really actionable practical steps that you can take to start practicing, implementing, and see if you're feeling more in alignment with yourself. So anytime I'm reading with someone or sharing someone's chart with them, um, I think like does it resonate with you is a big question. And if it doesn't, like maybe there's some deconditioning we can talk about, but at the end of the day, like this is absolutely meant to be an experiment. Um, But yeah, your chart just gives you like, okay, this is my energy. This is how my aura works. This is how other people can pick up on that. Here's some strategies to uh, put it into practice, some strategies for making decisions. And when I found out my own design... Um, I'm a two-four splenic projector. Man, it just like really took a weight off my shoulders, like I said before, and gave me some really practical ways to move forward with that understanding of myself.
0: Mm. And I think that's why I'm drawn to working with you. I think where we both we drive well together is that. These two ideas, human design and astrology. I mean, there's there's so much to them. It, it's it can be very esoteric. It can be so detailed. It can be forever. Like you, I will I will study astrology for my whole life because there's so much there. And yet what I think you and I both really enjoy doing is applying it, applying it to real life. And we just, we just did it on each other now. Like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to navigate like this balance of, I want to, you know, I want to be motivated, but I also don't want to follow paths that aren't going to bring me joy. Like, how do I navigate that? And I think using both of these, these modalities in combination really make it clear on what is the next step forward or what at least one that you can try and astrology is one of the pillars within human design as many of you know so it's like how can we really gel on that how do these work together what you know what is what is the next step you know we we can't plan our future 10 years from now that just would love to do that but like what's just the next step forward to get closer to that manifestation that we're calling it. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. One step forward towards the life we're creating and also just like affirmation that we're already exactly where we're meant to be.
0: Totally. Well.
1: We know all of these things to be true about ourselves, but until there's like a reflection of that or a validation of that or an affirmation of that, it can get really convoluted because we're also beings that like live in our head and second guess ourselves and we're conditioned to not trust what we know to be true. So the minute that like you have something outside of your mind that you can look at and see what's already true for you, reflected back at you yeah, it's just this like really aligned, peaceful, affirmative feeling that I really love.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you said it, you, I mean, you listeners ultimately already know all of these answers. I mean, you can access this information and and all of the real true healing that I've done in my life, I ultimately have known, but I do love just like being with somebody else on the journey and getting a little bit of handholding. And I think both human design and astrology do that really well. So Friends, if you want to hang out with us on the Zooms and learn about your your charts and maybe bring some specific questions, we will link up that um, booking page in our show notes. So you can check it out in their hour-long readings. You get a little bit of human design, a little bit of astrology. It's going to be really calm. I mean, and if you have a question about an animal messenger, I'm sure Sarah will have lots of intuitive information on that, too. Just bring the questions.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this because I know for me in particular, when I can find the through line, like, okay, I know this to be true about my birth chart. I know this to be true about human design. I know I feel this in my body. When I can find the through line, it's almost like the resonance is even deeper. And I almost like really um, get even more from like, almost that like, uh, comparing, finding similarities, finding differences, and then just trying to root it in like, okay, what can I embody today? Uh, I like having like multiple ways of like finding the same truth.
0: Yes. Yes. Multiple ways to, to find it. That's so true. Oh, Sarah, this is so fun. Thanks for bringing some new information to us. Thanks for me and you and working so hard on this stuff. I know how dedicated you are and, Always, I think always learning that's something that, you know, we healers are very, very in tune with and yeah, it takes time. So thanks for, for doing that.
1: Oh yeah. My Leo moon is eating that up. Thank you for seeing me <laughs> recognizing me. Um, and yeah, I just feel so, um, so much soul resonance with you and our friendship and, um, all I have met so many people through your podcast too through your community. And so thank you for creating such an open, loving, welcoming space for a community to come together. Cause I, I appreciate being part of the yoga magic community myself. Mm,
0: thank you. My Leo Venus, Venus and Leo sees your Leo moon, like <laughs> loving all the accolades. Can you just tell listeners where they can find you, where they can work with you, all the good details? Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: My business is called Intuitive Empowerment. Um, My website is intuitiveempowerment.square.site. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, uh, definitely more active over on Instagram at intuitive.empowerment.
0: And what city are you in, in the event that someone's listening to you so they can meet with you in person?
1: oh my gosh I would love that I am currently in Chattanooga Tennessee so if you are in Tennessee if you're in Atlanta Alabama like I'm like two hours away from some major spots in the south so I would love to see you
0: we're very much in very different like parts of the world and yet we sort of land in this like similarly cool space it makes me happy
1: (laughs) it makes me so thankful for the internet in that regard
0: totally I agree Thank you again for your time, Sarah. This was so fun.
1: Of course. I love being
0: here. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. I hope you love this episode. Reminder, if you want to do a joint human design and astrology reading, we're going to do those on Wednesday afternoons and you can book them with the link in the show notes. I appreciate you all. Thanks so much for being here, everyone. I will talk to you next week.